Greetings, and welcome to my weekly podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host. If you've listened before, then you know each week I seek to help us discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. As you know, especially since early 2020 with the onset of COVID, God has allowed all manner of evil and corruption to be exposed. I've shared that in the fall of 2019, when I was seeking the Lord, about 2020, he revealed to me he would be exposing wickedness and lawlessness wherever it exists in preparation of him intervening in our behalf to actually rescue us from the unrighteousness and the snares and destruction of the wicked. And since early 2020, we have witnessed God doing exactly what he said he would do. Because I had this advance warning, prophetic insight really, I have not been daunted with all that's happened. That's not to say I haven't been shocked or dismayed at what's been revealed and what continues to be revealed. I've been profoundly moved with tremendous compassion, but I have not been fearful. I have not been fretful, and I have remained steadfast in the faith. I've seen my job with this podcast as being one of your advocates to help us all examine current events from a biblical perspective so we can know how our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who has already secured complete victory for us, wants us to respond. God created me with the banner of justice over my head, and by that I mean I've always stood up for those who are oppressed, and I've always stood against any efforts that bring harm. I distinctly remember seeing a little girl who was a bit younger than I was mistreating a kitten, and I boldly walked up to her, and I took the kitten from her, and I told her since she did not know the right way to treat the kitten, she didn't deserve to have it. Well, she was shocked, and I walked away as the kitten's rescuer. It's just how I'm wired. I'm a natural-born advocate, which means my whole focus for this podcast is to help you research, to know what is true, to learn our rights and our authority in the issues, and then to do what we can to have truth, righteousness, justice, and freedom prevail. As believers in Jesus Christ, we are commissioned, according to Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, to make disciples of all nations, teaching them to correctly observe all that he instructed. So we can see God's kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. If you listened last week, then you know I began addressing the topic of our military men and women being severely coerced and unlawfully ordered to take the so-called COVID-19 vaccine, even though the injection is approved for emergency use only and is therefore only to be given to those who willingly accept it. Legally, there is no way an emergency use only injection can be mandated, but it has been. Not only has it been mandated upon our military, but it has also been mandated upon us as civilians. And it's wrong. How this has happened has everything to do with the enemy of God who seeks to rob, kill, and destroy. The enemy of God has influenced many people in positions of governmental, political, and medical leadership to consider themselves among the elite who have more power, authority, and money than the masses. The enemy has convinced these people that God doesn't exist, and they are the highest order of authority. The enemy has caused many to believe the agenda of the Georgia Guidestones must be enacted. And if you don't know about what the Georgia Guidestones are, then I suggest you listen to my podcast titled Truth Revealed Through Crisis. I devote the entire program to having us understand the evil genocide agenda that has been devised and is being carried out today. So you'll find a direct link to that particular episode in the show notes. I've shared many times since the inception of COVID that the whole world is experiencing a battle of good versus evil, God versus Satan, with Satan's followers being entirely duped into thinking they are in control. Gratefully, we've had a tremendous increase of prophecies and revelations from the Holy Spirit about what is happening in this world, 
to forewarn us and help us as God's people not to succumb to fear. Yet, I'm sad to say, many Christ followers have. If you know anyone who is living in fear and is overcome by the present-day evils, make sure they know about this podcast. We all need the truth today more than ever. As Jesus said, the truth shall set us free. We must overcome fear, and the only way we can do that is to be unwaveringly focused on truth. No matter what we see with our eyes, our faith must be focused on the promises of God. The truth is, God has been using the evil deeds of the enemy to wake people up to the truth, to separate those who belong to God from those who do not. God has used these past two years to give a final chance for many to repent from their evil ways. And now, with the first quarter of this year, according to what I sense from the Lord and what other proven prophets have been speaking, the time of repentance is drawing to a close as God administers His perfect justice. As prophetically foretold, and as I have also stated, the first two years God started exposing all manner of evil. Now, this third year of 2022, while He's still exposing evil, God is dealing with it, administering His justice. We are already seeing righteousness restored, and it's only early February 2022. The trucker convoys of Canada have produced the lifting of mandates in Saskatchewan, Quebec, Prince Edward Island, and Alberta. New Zealand has already started their convoy, with more expected to follow. Likewise, in Europe, many countries are relaxing their mandates while others have lifted them altogether. To know which countries, use the link in the show notes. And just February 10th, headlines read that the United States Appeals Court will not reinstate Biden's vaccine mandates for federal employees. And this is just the beginning. We are about to see more evils overturned and the victory celebrated that will bring about the greatest harvest of souls the earth has ever seen, beginning with this first quarter of 2022 and continuing well into the year and some years beyond. These are the greatest times to be alive for those of us who belong to God through faith in Jesus, and sadly, the worst of times for those who do not. If you listened last week, then you heard my guest, Nick Cupper, share the very real oppression he and many other men and women from our United States military are being subjected to. Nick explained how he and others have had to resort to civil legal actions against the Department of Defense. It's crazy to think our own military must take actions to protect themselves from their own government. Well, here today to help us understand more is my guest, Attorney David Wilson, who will help us understand the urgent and essential processes that must be taken, not only to protect our servicemen and women, but each of us as civilians. The law must be properly applied to all. With today's podcast, what I want you to do is to listen with a pen and paper or another way you can take notes. You will want to share many of the points that you'll hear with loved ones and others that you know who are in the military who need helpful resources. Also, if you've been coerced into taking the jab, if you voluntarily took the jab and now have remorse, if you know anyone who is contemplating taking the jab, you must listen clear through to the end of this podcast to learn of the remedies and the helps available to you and how you can help others. Now, here's my interview with attorney David Wilson. David Wilson, I want to thank you so much for taking your time to be on my podcast and to help my audience learn more about what we're really experiencing today. It's crazy out there, and I know that you have actually jumped into it unexpectedly. Would you tell my audience a little bit about yourself and how you came to be doing what you're doing today? Absolutely. 
Like you said, my name is Dave Wilson. I grew up in New York and joined the Army in 1990 after going to law school. And I became an Army JAG, which is an Army attorney. And I spent 20 years in the Army as a JAG. I did a lot of trial work. And then I got into technology and did cybersecurity and space control and space negation. When I retired, I started a cybersecurity company and spent six years doing various jobs and mostly speaking at conferences around the country and around the world. Unfortunately, the Army did not teach me how to sell anything. So it was quite a struggle. I did a lot of networking, trying to figure out you know, how you find clients and things like that. And then at one point, a friend of mine who was a reservist said, hey, Dave, you want to get back in the courtroom? I'm like, yeah, I love the courtroom. And uh, I signed up to take a court-appointed contract doing dependency and neglect, which is representing parents having their children taken away for various reasons. And in a lot of cases, it's neglect. We don't have a lot of abuse. It's mostly neglect because they're addicted to meth and homeless and living in their cars and things like that. And after five years, it's emotionally draining. And I said, God, I need a new season. Last spring, I was watching a conference I'm not sure the name of the conference, but it had people like Mike Lindell, General Flynn, and people like that. And it had AFLDS, which is America's Frontline Doctors. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to sign up and see if I can help out. I, you know, I feel a need to fight what's going on. And we were all at that point discouraged because of the election and the country had been going so well and everything. And so I signed up and they did not have AFLDS, frontline doctors, did not have anybody supporting military, but they were getting a lot of military requests. Let me jump in here. This would be requests from the military about the vaccine mandates, correct? Correct. Yes. And so they started funneling all of the military requests to me. And I started to become overwhelmed pretty quickly. And I still am doing my full-time job on top of this. Wow. Then in addition to that, they were sending me a lot of Colorado cases since I live in Colorado. I found out later there was one or two other attorneys in Colorado that were handling Colorado cases. But despite that, I was still getting a lot of cases. And they announced they were having their conference. And when they announced that, they said, hey, you know, we will pay for you to come out here and attend the conference and meet people. And while there, I met Todd Callender and I met Dawn Ubell. And Todd was putting a group together to try and get things organized outside of AFLDS. And so this group that we're part of has nothing to do with AFLDS. We just attended the conference. So we sat down and we discussed it. And then it took a couple months, but we kept in touch. In August, we put Disabled Rights Advocates together, which is DR Advocates for short, so that we could try and fight all of these issues. Okay, so you actually started a new law firm to try to help as many people as possible. Is that correct? Correct, yes. And my focus is still primarily military. That That's sort of my comfort zone since I spent 20 years in the Army. I have a a strong background in military justice. Um, Dawn is more of our employment law expert, which is good because the majority of the cases, especially civilian cases, are all employment law related. And I didn't know anything about employment law. 
and Todd is focusing on all of it, but as um, well as dealing with filing lawsuits, Todd and another gentleman, Dale, filed our first lawsuit against the military in September. Last week, I don't know if you know or not, but I had a member of the Air Force on as my guest who was helping my audience understand that the military is really treating, I should say the Department of Defense, is really treating the servicemen and women horrible when it comes to the mandates of these vaccines. This is what you're fighting, am I right? Absolutely, yes. In July, locally, I was asked to speak at a church, and I was told there would be 200 people there. And there was a thousand people that showed up. The one thing, and you know, I didn't plan a speech. I was just going to talk about what we're doing and how people can try and help themselves. Because the money that we're charging is basically covering fees and expenses. For Todd, Dawn, and I, this is almost 100% pro bono. And like I said, we all have our full-time jobs on top of it. But while I was up there, what struck me was that having been in the Army for 20 years is I was very used to following orders. If somebody gave me an order, I might think, oh, that doesn't sound right. But I never thought, oh, I'm going to disobey this order. And now we're putting, you know, you wouldn't, this doesn't sound like it would apply to the military, but they are the most vulnerable population because of the conditioning to follow orders. And now we have coming all the way from the top, the Secretary of Defense ordering all service members to be vaccinated. And it's, you know, and I'm not trying to single anybody out, but it's truly the strong ones who are saying, no, I just can't do it for whatever reason, religious, medical, it just doesn't sit right with them. Those are the ones who are really pushing back. And now we're seeing people who have gotten vaccinated, regretting that and fighting against it. But they've been put in an extremely difficult situation because they're being ordered. And we're basically explaining to them to explain to their commanders that these orders are unlawful. They are not lawful orders at this time. If the president wanted to sign an executive order and say, because of such and such conflict, I am now ordering that all military be vaccinated, similar to anthrax, Mm -hmm. um, that would have made it a little more lawful. But for the Secretary of Defense on his own to just say, I'm mandating everybody get vaccinated, when the law clearly says an emergency use authorized vaccination cannot be, you you have the absolute right to say, no, I'm not taking that. Absolutely. It's got to be with consent. It's got to be voluntary. Yes. I mean, I've talked about this with my audience in the past. It does not make sense. There has never been any kind of a medication or a drug that has been unilaterally required for all people to take. Because each and every one of us have a different body composition. There are so many other things to be taken into consideration. So I get upset about this topic, and I'm so grateful for what you and your firm are doing. But I get upset because not only are the religious exemptions being denied, but the medical exemptions are being denied. And that is tyranny. Well, and that's one of the things that angers me the most. You hear from military doctors telling service members who have a note from a civilian doctor, the civilian doctor says, no, you should absolutely not get this vaccine because of past contraindications or reactions or things like that, or your family history. And the military doctor says, no, that doesn't apply. You're ordered to get the shot. And, you know, the first thing that goes through my mind is, are these doctors violating their oath? 
Their oath is not to follow every order from every commander. Their oath is first to their patient. And they're, it's like they're trying to be the heroes. And a lot of the commanders are doing the same thing. Oh, I'm going to get 100% vaccination for all of my service members just so they can pump themselves up or look good to their bosses. And it's just, it's really sad what's happening. What's ludicrous about this, too, is that the drugs, the so-called vaccines, they have not been proven. They have not been properly tested. They are, as you said, emergency use only. So to mandate something that hasn't even gotten a track record according to standard medical testing procedures is incredible. There is clearly a sinister level beneath all of this. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And um, some of our, our clients and service members that we know just put a PowerPoint together that went to Congress, and it basically shows for 2021 the instances of vaccine-related reactions that have gone up 50%, 100%, 300%, things like myocarditis, HIV, miscarriages, and I don't know the whole list, but all the things that, all the reactions and contraindications that have gone up are vaccine-related reactions, whereas the things that have nothing to do with a vaccine or a reaction stayed the same. And they compared from like, I believe it's 2015 or 16 through 2021, and it's 2021 where all these things spiked. My understanding from what I've seen is that mainstream media was told, you will not cover this. Right. In my mind, if that's true and mainstream media is ignoring it, that, that's pure evil. I mean, we have indications that people are potentially being harmed and nobody's willing to talk about it other than Senator Johnson, who had the panel where all this was released. You know, it just leaves me speechless. Let's talk about that. I was so impressed with what I saw from Lieutenant Colonel Dr. Teresa Long and all that she shared in the video where there was this uh, opportunities to speak at this hearing. Can you talk about this a little bit? I know that Teresa went to D.C. and sat on a panel for Senator Johnson, but the panel I was referring to was the one that was a few weeks ago where Tom Rents, an attorney, uh, released a bunch of information that both Teresa and Sam had put together. I've actually had Attorney Rins on my show in the past, and he is a wealth of information and been very, very helpful in this effort to try to get people made aware of the truth. Uh, again, these are not vaccines. They're called vaccines. And it's evident by the lack of testing that there is not enough concern for the potential harm, and now it's realized harm, that these injections are causing. What are some of the worst cases that you've actually had to see? I have two clients right now who I'm representing. One is facing a board of inquiry, an officer. Another officer is facing a court-martial. It's not directly for refusing the vaccine. It is more related to conduct in trying to make sure service members are aware of their rights and refusing testing and wearing a mask. You know, even the tests and the masks are emergency use authorized. So by law, you have the right to refuse those as well. And it's it's tricky because I understand the need for safety concerns and, and safety and everything. But the military is clearly ignoring the science. You read the box of masks 
the the literature on the box and it, it says this does not protect against and it lists all these things it doesn't protect against and my understanding is they only protect against bacteria this is a virus the virus is much smaller and somebody described to me wearing the mask is like throwing marbles through a chain link fence it just goes right through the mask is doing nothing the same with the testing where did the test come from? My understanding now is all these home tests that are being sent out were made in China. The military is not, in my opinion, not using logic. Um, since when does natural immunity not apply when it's applied for 100 years? And suddenly now, oh, no, it doesn't count. And now, like Joe Rogan has said, he listed all the things that you couldn't talk about and had no significance before, but now suddenly everybody's talking about them. Like, oh yeah, maybe natural immunity is good. Spiritually, I would say spiritual warfare, absolutely. But also it just seems like a lot of people are so deceived. Yes, and that's exactly what my podcast is all about. I work very hard every week to do as much research as possible and to bring topics to my audience that will help us understand current events, from a biblical worldview, and then learn how God wants us to respond to these things. Yeah. What you are doing with your new law firm is definitely standing up for truth and justice and righteousness, standing against tyranny in all that you're doing. Yeah. And I would like to ask you, if you had one thing you could say to people in the military right now to give them hope and encouragement, what would that be? So in September, we started out with you will get vaccinated. It's an order. If you don't, you will be court-martialed. Then it moved to, well, you won't get court-martialed, but you may face NJP, which is non-judicial punishment. For the Army, it's an Article 15, and the Air Force. For the Navy, it's uh, captain's mast. And then they sort of moved away from that. Then it moved to, well, you're going to get a GOMAR, which is a general officer memorandum of reprimand. And they did issue a lot of those. And I've been explaining to service members when they say you're getting a GOMAR for violating and refusing a lawful order, you need to challenge that because it's not a lawful order. The lawful order would be you ordered to get vaccinated. The SECDEF memo specifically says with a vaccine that has full licensure, it didn't say a vaccine that has similar properties or is FDA approved. He didn't use that language. He said full licensure. There's only one vaccine with full licensure, and that's commonality, and it's not available. And I had a service member send me a note yesterday saying he called Pfizer, and at the end of the call, Pfizer said, yes, commonality is not available. It's never been available. I think maybe if you're in Germany, you can get it. You can't get it in the United States. And so you can't be ordered per the SECDEF order to get vaccinated and and essentially violate that order because they don't have the licensed vaccine to order you to get. So they're basically ordering you to do something that's impossible. And that's why, and I we have a packet of information that we send out to military. It has sample language to appeal a GOMAR. And so now everybody's concerned, oh, well, they're gonna separate us all. I understand this is people's careers, their livelihood, and they need to push back. But until they're actually read a chapter and told, go to JAG and talk to JAG about what you want to do, 
they're not being chaptered. Just because the commander says we're going to chapter you or the army put out a memo on the 31st of January said commanders start chaptering people. They have to actually read you that chapter and send you to JAG and let you make a decision. This is valuable information, David. And I know that there are going to be people in my audience who are either directly in the military or know people who are that they love and care about. And they would like to get this sample package of information. How would they do that? Sure. They can either go to vaxchoice.com, V-A-X-X-choice.com. We have that information there. They could also email me, david at dradvocates.com. And I typically just fire it off with a, a short note. We get a lot of people asking to have a phone call. We just don't have time to do phone calls because even when they say, oh, just two minutes, it turns into 30 minutes and we get so many emails. So what I'm telling service members is if you're read a chapter, go to JAG. If JAG seems like they're competent and they're going to fight for you, then by all means, use them and fight for your right to stay in the military if that's what you want to do. I say if they seem competent, because at one point I was heard JAGs were told you will not answer any COVID questions, which just angered me. But if they don't feel they're competent or they don't believe the JAG is willing to fight for them, then they can contact us. Um, we do have organizations that are providing grants to help pay legal bills. And my concern before we had grants was military people don't make a lot of money. I was in the military. I don't want to bankrupt anybody. And the biggest issue was the need for travel to represent people. But now that we have those grants, we have a lot of that covered. So uh, we can help a lot more people. But they need to wait until they're actually read a chapter and then reach out to us. Because otherwise, I'm just answering random questions and speculation and basically talking them through what I'm saying right now. So, Okay. And I know that we've talked about the organization that helps provide grants for people in need. And I'll have that information for my listeners in the show notes. So as far as I can tell, we'll have everything that can be of help to people in the military based on this one interview. I want to thank you so much, Dave, for all you're doing, you and your partners. I look forward to having you on again. I'm sure as you get further along with some of these court cases, there are going to be some that are going to be very exciting to talk about. Yeah. And just to clarify, the the main organization that provides grants, that's not tied to our law firm. Whatever attorney you choose, they are willing to provide grants to help out. I don't want people to think, oh, well, we have to use DR advocates. You don't have to use us. It's any civilian attorney that you may hire. But again, you know, I was an Army JAG. I thought I was pretty competent. So if you think the JAG is competent and willing to fight for you, that's free to you. And they know the people on the ground and the, the area and everything going on. Like for the cases that I have now, I keep a military JAG on the case because, again, they know the players on the ground. And that's very helpful to me and the client. So Very good. Well, once again, thank you for your time. I'll look forward to having you back. Absolutely. Thank you. David spoke of watching a conference where General Michael Flynn, Mike Lindell, and America's Frontline Doctors were presenters. He didn't recall, but because of my work with Clay Clark and his Reawaken America tours, I'm 99% sure that's what he was watching. 
If you don't know about these tours, please look up the link in the show notes. They're actually held monthly all around the country, and I've also written several articles about the tour stops for Charisma News. David also mentioned a presentation recently given to members of Congress about the serious harm and even deaths that have occurred due to the so-called vaccine as tracked among the military personnel. I'm exceedingly grateful that members of Congress, in addition to Senator Johnson, are being given ample opportunity to be informed and take action. You can actually get a copy of this eye-opening report from the link I have in the show notes. I want to provide you with one more installment on this topic of our military being so poorly treated with next week's podcast. First of all, because I believe our military men and women who risk their lives and health, whose families carry a great burden because of their military duties, should have the highest regard and care for all they do to protect our rights and our freedoms. And second, because I want you to be informed and for you to do what you can to help others. David also mentioned how his legal partnership has a sample package ready to send to anyone who contacts them and asks for the package. He also shared how Dr. Vliet's organization, Truth for Health, can help people secure grants to help pay for legal costs. So make a point of jotting down the information that I have for you in the show notes and share with those you know who are in the military. I have a clip from an interview that I had with Matt Staver, co-founder of Liberty Council, concerning the lawsuits that they've initiated representing five branches of the military that I plan to share with you next week. I also hope to have a special guest who, as of this date, has not confirmed, but I'm still hopeful. If you've listened before, then you know each week I ask you to contact me. I really want to hear from you. So, in effort to entice you, I've actually created a new page exclusively for you, my podcast listeners. It's called Beyond the Podcast. That's where you'll find all sorts of things exclusively for you, my podcast listeners. There's also a questionnaire that I ask you to complete so I can know more about you and better serve you. One of the things you'll find on that page is a PDF that I created earlier this year when I was seeking the Lord about what we can expect for 2022. What came of that is an article called 22 Decrees and Disciplines for 2022, You'll want to be sure to get a copy of this, especially noting that this is year three in God's plan to administer justice. You'll need to know how to position yourself for both God's protection and provision. You know, I work very hard each and every week to learn what's occurring in the world and to ask God his wisdom and insight that he wants me to bring you. Everything I do each and every day is to advance the kingdom of God by keeping us informed on truth. So if you've benefited from my work in any way, I truly want to know. Ministry is what I do full time. So if you've liked what you've heard from me today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. It's my prayer that you, my listeners, will become at least a partial support of this ministry. If you believe this podcast is an important source of truth that you can trust, then consider becoming a supporter. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax deductible. For this reason, I offer you my products and services for you to purchase. I offer my books, CDs, bumper stickers, jewelry, and other products from my web store, which you can get to through faithtoliveby.com. When you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use that at checkout and get 20% off of your order. Also, listen to this podcast in future episodes for other special offers and discounts I'll be providing. If you like the content and the resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me on social media and through my blog. In fact, I'm pleased to let you know that my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And when it comes to social media, I must be sharing truth because I've been shut down twice by LinkedIn and also once by Facebook. 
And I want to remind you to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary e-newsletter. And as a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation of your subscription. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people. It helps spread the gospel, and it helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.